I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's guest is Matt McHatton. Matt is in transition from Chief Operating Officer to CEO at MMG Insurance, headquartered in Presque Isle, Maine. I'm so grateful to have gotten to see Matt in action. I'm so impressed with his thoughtfulness around this next phase of his career. His love for his team, the organization, and his own growth are so apparent in his story. As he prepares to lead the organization as CEO, he's taking a lot of time to reflect on his leadership journey and will share with us today the key lessons from each phase and what he's taking into the CEO role. You'll hear him describe his growth from it's all about me to strategic oversight of the organization and all of the learning along the way. Check it out. I've been thinking a lot about it um, relative to a couple aspects and certainly the most significant being um, the movie just talked about, which is transitioning from my current role to um, CEO of, of MMG. And, and I think as well, um, we've been talking a lot about leadership development here at the company relative to our future uh, and succession within key roles. Uh, so it's, it's caused all of the leaders here to, to reflect on um, their journey and uh, learn uh, and, and put into place strategies to um, develop along. And one of the interesting things as I was reflecting on, on my own is uh, it seems like we all have different phases uh, relative to how we got started um, on on this leadership journey. And uh, so I, I, I took a different approach in terms of thinking about it. I blocked it up to uh, different phases in, in my career. And what was important at that time period, what I experienced, and as well, um, what were some of the misses or, or things that, uh, in retrospect, I, I wish I would have done differently. Because I think that's important as a leader to, to reflect because you'll want to apply that learning and that experience relative to the entire organization as we're, we're developing our leaders for the future. So um, in doing that, I, I thought back to the, the first part of my career, that first seven to 10 years uh, after graduating from the University of Maine, and uh, what, what environment was created that caused me to uh, want to pursue uh, leadership within the organization, uh, and more importantly, what was key in my development in that time period? Because I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of environment, and environment um, creating the, the necessary opportunities uh, to develop people and and uh, create aspiration, and uh, as well, uh, make sure along the way uh, they get the experience necessary to be successful. So for me, uh, I started out working for a, a big company, a national bank, and I was in a management training program uh, that was exceptional in terms of how it went about creating the foundations of, of career. Uh, I, was, I was quickly promoted into a job of, of a commercial lender relationship manager. So I got to work on some very interesting projects as well with some of, of, of the top business leaders of the region. And I think, you know, as I, I look back to that time, the combination of the fundamental technical aspects and the fundamentals that the bank was focused on in developing myself and my peers within the program, combined with the opportunity to work with 
top business leaders on their projects and, and really understand how and what made their business tick and, and their own journey relative to the growth of their companies and them individually was, was a really important foundation uh, in thinking about uh, the, the, the start of all this. I think from my standpoint, um, I was always intrigued with how things worked uh, from a very young age. And the combination of, of what I just talked about really fueled uh, that curiosity. And uh, I, was, I was very committed to it from, from a very early age of learning all I could from, from people that had been there and done it and had success. I think, you know, that, that original journey, the, the positives, uh, very lucky to have had uh, great mentors. Uh, along the way, and as well, fantastic parents. Uh, you know, one of the the pieces of advice that that uh, my father told me starting out my career, and I, I don't know where it came from. I, I wish I could attribute it to to whoever came up with it, but he told me, uh, "Don't step on anyone on the way up the ladder. You may meet them coming back down." And uh, that was a really key element. Now, obviously, as a young aggressive banker, that was important. Uh, but more so, it was really a statement on making sure that you regarded everyone. Like, for instance, if you're going into a business, make sure you engage with, with everybody on your way through to meet with, with the owner or the leader of the business and develop relationships as deeply as you could because you never know. Uh, and that was really great advice. I'm really fortunate that not only did he, did he uh, relay that to me, but I, I was smart enough to listen at the time, which wasn't always the case. Uh, had some great mentors. And you know, what's interesting about mentors, and we're, we're looking at um, creating more mentoring opportunities here at the company, is I've been thinking about how did that happen? And, and how was I lucky enough to have so many great mentors? And I got to be honest with you, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Um, I think it's a combination of my intrigue uh, combined with people that were, were willing to, to provide the advice uh, maybe it's it's environmental here in, in the state of Maine. Um, we, we tend to have that type of community environment, um, in particular in the rural parts of the state where I am and, and have been uh, throughout my career. I think from the misses side of things, things that I, I retrospectively would have done differently, it, early in my career and, and really into the next phase, it was all about me um, in terms of the harder I worked, uh, the more success I had. Uh, you know. Remember, I was in a, in a commercial lending corporate finance role, and uh, you know that's all about production. And I, I really attributed a lot of success just to working hard and producing, uh, but that created a lot of bad habits that along the way I've, I've had to work to correct because I was very focused on production, and it was at times that's not the most important mode to be in as a leader. The other thing early in my career, uh, I thought I was leading. I was really more transacting, and I was lucky in terms of the next phase to to report to an individual that that uh, provided me uh, depth and the distinction of the, of the two between leading and just transacting. And I guess the last piece early was uh, my work life balance went seriously sideways, and it was driven by the fact that I just loved my work, just loved it. I uh, couldn't get enough of it. And you know, we talk about today's. Um, next generation of professionals that sometimes lament uh, their focus on work-life balance. I, I got to tell you, I think, I think they've got it right. Um, and, and, and when you really think about the perspective of we can't get away from work now, it's always there. And for them to be focused on it as a priority, I, I don't see that as a negative. I, in fact, see that as a positive. And in relative to my own career and looking back at things I wish I would have done differently, 
uh, work-life balance along the way is incredibly important and even more important today because we're always connected. Yeah, the nature of work itself has changed. So, of course, how we balance has to change right along with that. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and uh, more than ever, you know, you know it well, the, the amount of things that are coming at us as leaders can consume energy and, and creativity and, and thinking time to a point where you're just reacting. So I, I don't think it's only about your personal life. I think it's about your, your mental acuity as it relates to being effective as a leader too. So early in your career, you poured yourself into your work. You said you loved it. So naturally that drove, that drove you and you were in a very much in a production environment. What was the big negative impact as you look back? Well, I, I, I think it was, as I look back, there were, there were things that I guess I would have done differently relative to taking time um, and experiences that I see with my own children now and, and how they're, I guess, attacking life in a way. And, and maybe the, the bottom line is I was always in, in a tremendous hurry to get to what was next. And I think when you're in that mode, you, you miss what is here now. And I was really fortunate on the way um, when I met my wife and uh, we got married and started to raise a family. She is very skilled at that and was able to, uh, you know, really constructively pull me away from being over overweighted on career. But I think it's it's a real um, a real issue early in your career is you 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 get so concerned with what is next that you, you, you fail to realize um, how important now is. That's great. Yeah. And just maximizing the current experience and getting from it all you can and going deep. Definitely. And probably the, the combination of, of her impact and our relationship combined with that, that I was really getting some good advice along the way didn't totally cause it to be a major issue later on. Yeah, that's great. That's a great takeaway from that early phase. So clearly you, you are modeling that now, you know, as you're, and I know we still have a whole, a whole middle phase here to talk through, but I'm just so impressed with your reflective abilities. You're taking the time to, to really think through as I prepare to lead the organization in a new way. You've been a senior leader in the organization for a long time. Serving as CEO is a transition, and you're being so thoughtful about that. So you're you're modeling it, taking time to really think through where am I at, where am I at, and what do I want to do going forward. Yeah, and thank you, thank you for for that. I, again, I'm lucky to have uh, the individual that I I um, report to. Our current CEO is is really exceptional at it, and uh, modeling his his approach has been very important and all that. Uh, but I, I think the other thing, um, as I'm looking ahead, I know we're going to talk some more about that in a minute, is that uh, I'm not in a mode to underestimate how significant that change is because I've watched him and, and you know, from working with both of us, rather, how close we are. And, and uh, that, that's been important, too. You know, I, I think you can you can really get into the mode of, oh, wow, I'm going to lead the organization, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. And part of that responsibility is being uh, committed to change and evolution and sometimes the discomfort around after been in business almost 30 years, I'm going to need to change my mode dramatically to be successful. 
Yeah. And that takes a growth orientation, doesn't it? To lead through that. Yeah. I think so much time I, I see leaders and I get caught up in this as well, that, you know, my drive and my determination to get to the the next point or the new, you know, I'll, I will underestimate, oh, I got this, I can do it. You know, and I think there is, there it's, it's balancing that because there's, there's something about the grit and the determination and just step into the opportunity, right? So it's balancing that with recognizing this is a change. There are a different set of challenges I'm going to have to lead through here in this new role. And so I think it's that balance of grit, perseverance, determination, and thoughtfulness, reflective. Yeah, it's all, all part of it. Well, and I think it's never been more uh, the case that we, we all have to be adaptable and flexible in the world because the world's changing so much. Uh, so, so focusing upon uh, being thoughtful about where you're at and where you're going, I don't think it's ever been more important because it's moving pretty quick. Um, and if you just react, you can make a lot of mistakes. So, right, right. Risk responding rather than reacting. I think that's that's the key. You can tell what business I'm in too, as well. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay, so 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 talk us through then. So you shared the misses, the real positives from that seven to ten years after graduation. So you're learning, you're growing, you're experiencing, you're you're naturally evolving as a leader. Talk through that next phase. Well, the next phase is really interesting uh, because I went through a, a significant change in career. And some of it was driven by changes in the organization that I was working for, but more so it was by my own recognition of, okay, where am I going? And how will this impact my goals individually as, as well as um, the goals that, that Kelly and I had, my wife and I had for our family and our future and uh, had, had a very significant um, shift of gears. Uh, I was 33. There were some changes at the organization. My uh, manager and my it was my mentor left, and uh, I really had a pause to think about where I was going. Uh, there was plenty of opportunity at the organization, but it likely was going to involve uh, moving um, and and quite a bit of change, and and more so uh, firming up a track that. I was going to be working in a big corporate environment uh, for at least the foreseeable future of my career. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, we, we, um, we talked a lot about it. I, I talked to, to my, my wife a lot about it, as well as a couple of really great friends and a mentor. And I made the decision that, that it was the time to potentially take on a bigger role at a smaller organization. My first initial thought was potentially in banking. Um, but I also had some some opportunity within some people that I knew that owned businesses in other parts of Maine as well as this local area. Um, the second thing that that we decided uh, was that if we could find that or if that career opportunity was present, um, we really wanted to stay in northern Maine. Um, we had had our our first child at that point in time. Both my wife and I had grown up here and and uh, recognized the the values of that the area brought, um, the support network, um, and wanted to raise uh, our children here. And so as I was going through that thought process, this opportunity came along and it was, it was the biggest change of all the things that I was looking at. I, mean, I, I could stay in banking. I had the banking thing pretty well 
um, nailed. Had great clients. Um, it, the the job wasn't easy, but I was I had a good cadence to it, and and that was going to be scalable. But I made a decision at that point in time that uh, it was it was time to make a big change because if I didn't make a big change then, uh, it was going to be harder uh, in the future. Uh, so I, I I made that decision um, and and came here uh, to MMG. At that point in time, I was the marketing director of the company, which in in our company um, entails the management of our um, agency partnerships. At that point in time, throughout three states, and it, it was an interesting transition because I I was moving from a total known to to in a lot of ways an unknown. I knew a lot about the company. Um, I knew a lot about how independent agents work because I had clients that were in that that space. Uh, but still, it, it was a it was a big deal. And at that point, um, one of the mentors that I was talking to or peers I was talking to about it gave me some great advice. Was you know once you make the decision, um, the career decision, don't look back. Put all of your energy into moving forward. And I got to tell you, there are times where I'd walk out to my car at night. And that would resonate in my head with, you know, what have I gotten myself into? This is totally different. But I kept that thought process of it's going to get better and just got to put all my energy into uh, to moving forward. And I think that was really great advice. And, and in fact, as I've uh, mentored others uh, that have been in, in similar situations, I encourage them to do the same. Again, mentoring comes up. Uh, I, had, I had some great ones through that, that time frame that were willing to give me straight advice, you know, not just telling me what I wanted to hear. And, and I got to be honest with you, I sought those individuals out because that's exactly what I needed in the moment. Uh, and they delivered for sure. And they, they continue to today. I'm, I'm very fortunate there. I think at that point, um, from, from, the, from the retrospective misses, you know, things I wish I would have done differently, I was still in the mode of working very hard. And, and um, you know, one of the things I did when I, when I came here is I just threw, threw myself into just getting to know as much as I could, as fast as I could, which included a lot of travel um, to to our to our agency partners um, throughout those three states, um, and it's a long ways across northern New England, and and that that created um, um, some imbalance there. We worked through it, but it it was it was challenging. I think the other aspect, as I look back, um, I I was a manager for the first time, and it really took me some time to figure out something that was very important, which was. Um, my, my job wasn't to facilitate doing someone else's job. My job was to facilitate making them the best they could be um, and building an environment that, that allowed for that. And that's that transition from transactional management to true leadership. That took me a while to get effective at. Uh, but I don't think there's anything you can do to short, shortcut it. It just, it just takes time when you're so driven by your own efforts producing results. That is a that is a more difficult leap to make, I think, in, in particular because I was in a in a more individual production environment coming in. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you're getting results through others. Yeah, and I hear through uh, the the big theme I'm hearing through through this phase is you're no it's no longer all about you, is it? <laughs> There's family considerations. I loved how you talked about our like how will this impact our goals you're thinking about your family and now you have this team of people that you're leading so how how would you characterize that challenge shifting from you know now i've got all these people in my care well i i think the biggest challenge first and foremost is that i think you can you can go from the perspective of what you know 
and basically trying to get everybody to to work like you work. There's other aspects of it, which, you know, without creating clear expectations, um, as well as coaching actively, people aren't going to be as effective as as they they should be. And I I think that transition, at first, you're trying to build relationships and and goodwill and and rapport. That aspect was difficult. Um, But what I've learned throughout my career is that is definitely necessary to be effective as a leader, which is, is very clear expectations and, and um, as well, active, constructive feedback in the right way. But so many leaders, so many leaders miss that, Matt. And I know you, you see that too, right? That just the relational, like leaning into the, the challenge right here in front of me with this person right now, like you were just talking about giving feedback and all of those trust building kinds of behaviors. You know, there are so many leaders that that stay stuck in the it's all about me mode and driving his or her agenda. And how is it that you came to that? Is it through experience? Is it through reflection? Because like, as, as an executive coach and someone who's, who's developing leaders every day, that growth process, and I know everyone has to come to that in their own time, but how, how do leaders come to that recognition of it's not all about me? Getting results is about my relationship with these other people. Well, well, for me, I, I go back to my manager, which is our president and CEO, was very active in coaching me there. Um, so that, that was step one. I, I got to tell you, though, there were times in that conversation with him that were very difficult because I'd be like, well, hey, um, you know, I'm working really hard and, and we're, we're doing great stuff. Uh, kind of what's the problem? And he was he was very effective at at breaking through and getting me to see myself in a different way and my role differently. I think the second thing that was that was very important along the way is I attended an executive uh, development course, and part of that course was a 360 degree uh, with all of my direct reports. And the individual that led that aspect of of the uh, of the development course was very effective at reflecting on what the 360 was telling you about your leadership style and and then moreover how you could improve and how you could be more effective which would lead to your people being more effective in in the future and one of the things that um, i took away from that one in particular is if you have a weakness as a leader uh, and, and my weakness at that point in time was was uh delegation and at times not being really clear with my communication you have to invite um, those people in that are part of your team to call you out on it. And that isn't always easy from a leadership perspective, uh, but you have to encourage it. Um, if you have a weakness, you have to invite other people in to challenge and call you out in order to get better um, and empower them a bit. That's tough though, Andrea. It is. Well, and how, how badly do you want to grow? Or how badly do you want to get better and evolve and I think that that's what drives a growth mindset. So the two things I hear there, because I think I think this is really important, is that shift from transactional to leadership. The two things I heard you highlight are the environment that you're in is so important. And you talked about that earlier as well. So you had a role model for what good leadership looks like. And the other thing then, because you're wanting to grow and get better, you took a hard look at what are areas where I'm not strong? You know, what are areas of weakness for me that I'm going to have to mitigate or lead through or get better at? 
Well, and, and I, I don't want to lead uh, you astray or those that will listen to this podcast in the future that I perfected it by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> weaknesses are weaknesses, right? And, right. Uh, and core is core. And as we keep peeling back the onion, more weaknesses and more strengths show up, right? We are, we are all works in progress. So keep going. Tell us about then the, so, so this is second phase characterized as, okay, now I've got these relationships with my family and my team. And so I'm having to shift my focus to like we're from, from me to we. So then as you continue to grow into senior levels, talk about the, the phase that you're in now. And as you're transitioning into the CEO role, what you're thinking about. Well, that, that third phase had its share challenges as well. I came into this role in, in 2012 and, and replaced uh, a fantastic individual. You, I'm sure, remember him. Um, just so trusted, so smart, and, and had this incredible handle on uh, the operational aspects of the company. And, and he, he was really a great role model and, and really great to me in that transition. However, coming into it, you know, like with any leadership role, you're always faced with uh, what you don't know, uh, combined with the fact that um, we knew we had to evolve um, in order to prepare the company for for the future, and and a lot of that was was to you know make sure that from an operational standpoint we uh, improved in, in many areas and and really set out to build scale um, that would enable us to continue to grow grow the company. So today, you know, my my job is taking the strategic vision. Um, that Larry leads through our board of directors um, and, and organizing and aligning it to getting it done. So I'm involved with all, all disciplines in the company. Um, it's kind of unique in that every, every area of the company, with the exception of, of our accounting area, reports up through um, to me. Um, so I have eight direct reports that are very diverse areas. It, it's, been, um, it, it's, it's been a challenging phase at the same time, I, I am really, really fortunate um, to have the team that I work with. Um, they're, they're all bright, driven individuals on our management team. But the biggest thing with all of them is, is they share the values and they're totally committed to making MMG the best that we can make it. And uh, so I'm, I'm really fortunate there um, to, have, to have that group. And um, in particular, as we've continued to, to mature our leadership team over time, uh, it continues to get to get better. Uh, I think along the way, you know, in terms of areas of advice uh, and things that I retrospectively wish I would have done differently, the best advice that I I've had um, in in developing these are senior leaders in the company, you know, both our officer group and in our management team is uh, don't keep all the good stuff to yourself. In, in that um, at times as you've, as you've grown up in an organization, you, you kind of hang on to certain things, but you almost want to get the opposite way where the more important, significant, challenging, uh, high profile things you can move to your, to your leadership, leadership group, the better. And uh, that, that's been um, a, a good uh, mantra to live by. and something that, that I have to keep in the back of my head because I am so operationally focused and I am curious about how, how things work. I can get in way too deep. Throughout this time, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm making progress towards the strategic mindset, uh, but that continues to be a challenge uh, because all my day is focused on, on the here and now and the operational side. Uh, but I would say 
my intention um, is to continue to move more to that to that mindset because I have to, and, and that's a real strength of our current president CEO that we need to continue um, when he does retire. Um, misses, you know, things that I wish I would have done differently. You know, one of the great things about my role now is I've got incredible resources. Again, this is a this is an awesome team that has incredible capabilities with data and experience, and uh, I have to be careful that. I don't dig too deep or demand analysis that's way beyond um, what we're dealing with in the moment. And that's challenging because, again, I'm curious and I like to know how things work. Um, so I'm, I'm working harder and harder to leave that to them and have them bring decision points and, and uh, trust the process behind. If it needs to be tweaked a little bit, so be it and, and stay at a, at a strategic layer. Um, one of the things that I also did um, in that second phase that I've been working hard in the third phase is is back to building expectations and being in front with expectations uh, and accountability. Previously, I could be prone to, to doing it along the way, uh, which is really dangerous. You, you, you owe it um, to individuals to let them know up front. Um, and sometimes that isn't easy, but I've I found the more actively you can do that, the more effective that, that you can be and that you are. And you owe it to the individual at the end of the day. So it's it's a uh, it's an interesting juncture, I guess. It's uh, it's moving from that more operational projects, uh, initiatives, uh, goals to what's next. Where are we going? What's important for today uh, for decisions that will impact tomorrow? And that that's kind of the mode I'm in currently. And I think it's it's really interesting to to be at this mode because we all go about our careers thinking we got all this this time and and all of a sudden I've made the realization that I've got another probably twelve to fourteen years and I have a lot I want to accomplish and it's it's I guess it's the first time that I've contemplated the the uh, the closeout of 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 my working career in any of and some of it's driven by the fact that um, many of the people that I've been lucky enough to have as mentors are retiring. So I'm seeing what they're going through and, and uh, appreciating their legacy and really trying to figure out, you know, what's mine going to be. Yeah. So naturally, a part of the reflection then is anticipating, right? What will the next phase look like? Yeah, definitely. Well, and that's exactly where you are right now with the transition, right? You've, you've named it really well. You've, you've highlighted a couple of times the transition from operational to the strategic mindset. So I think just the fact that you've named, like, here's, here's the challenge that I'm walking into right now, that, that gives you a lot of confidence. Like, you know what the challenge is. I, and I have no doubt you're talking to your team about it. You're, I mean, right now with a lot of vulnerability, you're sharing it with the world. That's so inspiring, Matt. That is so inspiring. Well, it's, it's really important because we're going to be on this journey together and it's change. Um, albeit they they realize um, and, and know that my my coming in is is really continues to reinforce um, what we have for a model which is really special and unique. So it doesn't mean we're not going to to change and evolve and adapt over that time frame. We definitely will. We have to. But I I think the reinforcement um, around who we are and what we continue to do is so important, and that that really hasn't changed at all since our, our current CEO took the reins of the company uh, 20, 24, 25 years ago. And that, that's really important. And I think, you know, in the back of my mind, it's how do we maintain that under new leadership in a bigger company? Because that X factor of 
team and collaboration and being vested um, and, and always be looking to make things better um, has been really critical to who we are. And, and we, we, we really need to keep that, that advantage moving forward. Yeah, it makes me think of that JFK quote, hold fast to the best of the past, move fast to the best of the future. So you've got a legacy and such a strong, a strong foundation from which to lead. And you bring a new perspective, a uniqueness that is such a gift to the organization. So it, both of those exist, right? The foundation and what you will bring. So it's it's so exciting to see that. You know, as I'm as I'm reflecting on this uh, this journey you've been on and how you've taken us through these different phases in your career, you know, I, I love how you categorized the the positives and the misses for each phase. And what it's making me think of is just that life is, there's no straight line to success. I mean, even in, if you look at nature, there's never any straight lines, right? There's, it's always curving and winding. And if you think about all the streams of life, and there will always be positives and there will always be challenges. So no doubt, as you go into this next phase, there's going to be a lot of good things. And there's going to be a lot of challenges, but through it all, you are growing and evolving and and expanding your influence. That's just, that's so cool. That's, and it's also a good reminder that, yeah, there's going to be stuff pop up that I hadn't anticipated. That's going to be tough, but I got this because I'm growing through it all. Well, you really have to embrace it. And, and I think, um, you know, as you know, we're investing a lot of money in technology right now, which is, which is an incredible uh, initiative unto itself. And it, it, it creates a lot of opportunity to, to think through change and growth. And we've been talking about it quite a bit um, as a group. And, you know, there's no means to an end when it comes to um, a project like that or, or leadership. It's, it's about continuing to, to adapt and evolve and embrace what's coming. And, and I think, you know, as a leader, um, we need to position our organizations, our departments, to, to be good with that, you know, recognizing that along the way, it's it's going to be challenging. And, uh, you know, staying tuned in there and, and really creating agil- agility and embracing of change for an organization is so necessary today. Um, and if you can, if you can get it going, um, it's a, it's another big um, advantage um, as, as we all face this uh, evolving world. Yeah, which is why culture is so important. I know it's important to you. I mean, that's, it goes back to the environment that you talked about you've talked about throughout our conversation, like the culture is the tone, the vibe, the environment in which I'm working every day. And is it supportive of my growth and my leading through the challenges or is it fear-based and control oriented? Like that's not going to be an environment in which I can lead well through a challenge because it's not psychologically safe for me to do so. Right. Right. Yeah. You can, you can definitely see it and you're, you're always um, working at different phases of it at any, any given time. I, I think the key component of what we've, how we've always approached that, which is definitely a core fundamental attribute of MMG and, and really comes from, from Larry, uh, is that you need to be communicating all the time. Um, you need to be consistent and fair. Uh, you need to explain why you need to make sure you celebrate successes as a team. You, you need to empower your people uh, and make sure they know why their work is so important to everything else we do. And, uh, you know, those principles have, have been very well established um, and, and aligned. We have areas that we certainly can, can improve, but sticking to that 
um, in itself. It sounds easy, um, but there's a real commitment uh, from, from leadership to do that. And I think that's our, our best opportunity to continue into the future is making sure that we don't lose touch in that. And that's, that's harder as you get bigger and the company gets more complex. But uh, you know what? I, I think um, it's all about what your leadership believes in, um, what their core values are individually, um, how, how you manage and, and, and what you incent and what you recognize. Uh, if all of that's aligned, then it, it follows suit. Absolutely. And then as new leaders come into the organization, they see that. They see, oh, that's how leaders work around here. So, okay, I, oh, that's what I need to do then to be successful in this environment. That's the cultural. Only uh, having manager by your name either. You know, we're lucky to have a lot of technical senior leaders that are centers of positive influence in the company. And that's, that's, that's great. You've got to have them at all levels, uh, which, which is really important. And uh, we, we go out of our way to, to recognize that as well, um, because um, it's, it can't all be just your, your top team. It has to be embedded, which it is here. Yeah, because you're, you're all in this together, no doubt. So we're going to have to do a part two. How fun would it be a year from now to have you back on the show and talk about, all right, what's, what's it like leading at the CEO level and those challenges you'd anticipated? How are those playing out? How are you continuing to focus strategically to move the organization into the future? Are you up for a part two at some point? Well, I am. And I guess something that's interesting about the transition is um, it's going to be a, a three-year transition. Um, and, and that was really the commitment around um, our president CEO saying that we need to do this thoughtfully um, and, and uh, appropriately and as well from our board to be committed. The model stays in place and the transition is, is done very well. So the, the part two, the, the final part two is still probably a few years off, but certainly um, as, as we're going through, there's, there's a lot of change and a lot of things coming at us. I'd, I'd welcome the opportunity at some point to talk some more. So Matt, if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best way uh, by far is, uh, well, through, through LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, you know, directly to me through, through email, uh, Matt McCatton, M-C-H-A-T-T-E-N at M-M-G-I-N-S.com. And I think that's the other thing. I always enjoy the opportunity to, to, uh, to hear where, where others are at and uh, other stories because there's, there's a lot more to learn there. If anybody wants to connect, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Great. Well, thank you for reminding us today about the power of reflection. It's no doubt that listeners can hear themselves in your journey. And I have so many great insights I'm taking away. So thank you for being on the show. You're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity, Andrea. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story. 